When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply because I took a digital music class there, which was all focused on using softwares and how they worked. And it, it was four quarters for the school. So each quarter we had a like big project to turn in. And so one time it was making a mashup. The next time it was like, make your own original instrumental. And that really put me for the first time, not only introduced me to music production, but also being at a school where they had purchased some of the top like tools and softwares, I went from not really knowing anything about music production and just listening to like having professional quality tools at my disposal on a daily basis. And so that was really cool for me and really like for the first time made me feel like I could make music that you know, releasable. Like obviously at any point I had played instruments throughout my life. So I started out young playing piano, went to drums. And so I knew, yes, I can make music. If I trained my voice or learned how to, I could sing. But with music production, it was really like, okay, I don't know how to spend months learning the trumpet. I can plug in this keyboard I have right here and get trumpet sounds instantly. And so as long as I have the brain for it or have an idea in my mind, I can make that come to life. And that's really what drew me in or made me fall in love with it. When you talk about music production, is it, are you mostly talking about creatively using, putting together different, as you talked about, different instruments, binding together, or is it working with another artist to help them produce their music? Hello, everyone. And welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce Springsteen train, but we are on a journey. We are on a hero's journey. I have a fellow podcaster, a musician joining me. Heroic, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I like what you did there with the little hero's journey. (laughs) Thanks. So tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I go by Heroic. I'm mostly a music producer, a little bit of an artist. I also host a podcast called Hero's Journey, playing off of that Heroic name. And I'm, I just fell in love with music production specifically, I guess, three, almost four years ago. And since then, like I it started with making mashups. So I would just take two songs that I liked, 
put them together to see if I could create something new. Went from that to like making my own remixes of songs and then took that to the next level and was like, I really think I could make my own original stuff. And so since then I've been working on that, done a bit of solo stuff, but I also work with collaborators because I'm a big collaboration guy and yeah, so excited to see where it takes me. Cool. I always like to start at the beginning. Talk about where did you grow up and what kind of music did your family listen to? Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Los Angeles, still probably my favorite city in the world. I love it there. I go back whenever I can and I'll actually be heading out back to California for college. So excited for that. But I grew up with, I got to see my extended family, most school breaks. Like I'd go to wherever they were and visit, see them. And both immediate and extended family, big Beatles family, every family gathering, family reunion, there was either showing off of new Beatles vinyls that someone had gotten, Beatles playing in the background, talking about Beatles. For a long time, I was given the mindset like Beatles are music. Beatles are the best. Beatles are number one. Which may not be far off, but I, I've now found my own taste in music, found artists, songs, genres that I love. But it really helped give me an introduction to music or really show me what like fandom or a fan base in music was like. Yeah, so Heroic, I usually have two kinds of guests that either talk about journeys they either expand their musical horizon where they don't abandon their parents music but they keep that and they put it maybe in the back of the closet and then just add new stuff in the front and then others definitely kick it out and then when they get to be older, they go, oh, crap, I shouldn't have kicked that out. And they go back to the used store and pick up as I'm yeah. trying to do a really bad analogy. So obviously, no one's going to criticize your parents for listening to the Beatles. And no. that's a pretty high standard to set up. When you said you found your own music, what are some examples of people that you discovered yourself? What kind of music? Yeah, for years now, I've my favorite band has been 21 Pilots. I love them, love their music, have been lucky enough to see them live. And so I, that's really my go, like my number one, always can go back to them, certain albums, certain songs, and just have a great time every time I hear them. But I've also found a bunch more artists that I like, AJR, Billie Eilish, The Driver Era. These are like basically if you went through my Spotify and saw my top artists, like that's what's there. Logic for a bit of hip hop. So it's all over the place genre wise, but including the Beatles artist wise, it's really been an ongoing theme of like honest lyrics and being open with fans. And so I think if an artist can do that, then I'll definitely respect them and if not give them a listen and possibly become a fan uh, so heroic can you remember when you first discovered 21 pilots and if you can articulate what about their music spoke to you yeah i think first 
I probably didn't even know it at the time, but first hearing of them, I remember, I guess it was around 2016, probably I lived in Los Angeles. And most of the time when I was in a car with someone driving me around, because I was still a, a young kid at the time, they would put on the radio. It's usually like pop or the hits. And at that time they had just come out with stressed out, heavy, dirty soul, like all these huge hits that now have like over a billion streams. And so I got into them that way, just by hearing their hits. And then when I grew up, I just got curious. I started listening to them more, really became like a fan, I think, at that point where I was like, okay, I know songs, including non-popular like ones. I know the words to them. And then what really cemented it for me as, okay, this is probably like favorite band, they're great, is... I just, I had just moved across the country. So I moved all the way to New York and they came out with their album Trench, which is heavy, like lore side of 21 Pilots, big storyline going on in there. And I saw that and was like, wow. It like watching the music videos felt like watching short films. And it was, it really showed me like the power that music could have as a storytelling tool or or really showing feelings or thoughts in a new way not just with music and beads but through music videos through lyrics through making up your own things rather than just sticking to hooks and catchy lyrics and i really fell in love with that fell in love with the lore side of it and have just been a huge fan since then you mentioned is it usually lyrics first to you before medley or is it a combination i would say it's a combination i think if i know the artist or it's or if i have a sense of what i'm going to hear i'm listening to the lyrics i'm trying to hear if there's a like deeper message there but i always appreciate instrumentals and i think like it's almost a bridge for me sometimes if i've never heard of an artist and then i by chance however like through radio social media here like part of their song i'll be like that actually sounds pretty cool and i'll listen to the whole song and discover something that way do when had you always had this creative side to make your own music or was that something that you stumbled on later so I definitely always had a creative side just in general with doing something when I was really young I wanted to be an NBA player so I loved like watching highlight tapes and things like that with all the cool effects going in the music going on from that I had I just recently went back into some old Google files and was nothing good, but had written out stories of four pages, five pages of stories or like short books. And so I definitely was always creative, but it was not until freshman year of high school that I really discovered like music and really music production as the thing that I loved because I took a digital music class there, which was all focused on using softwares and how they worked and it was four quarters for the school. So each quarter we had a like big project to turn in. And so one time it was making a mashup. The next time it was 
like make your own original instrumental and that really put me for the first time not only introduced me to music production but also being at a school where they had purchased some of the top like tools and softwares I went from not really knowing anything about music production and just listening to like having professional quality tools at my disposal on a daily basis and so that was really cool for me and really like for the first time made me feel like I could make music that is you know releasable like obviously at any point I had played instruments throughout my life so I started out young playing piano went to drums and so I knew yes I can make music if I trained my voice or learned how to I could sing but with music production it was really like okay I don't know how to spend months learning the trumpet I can plug in this keyboard I have right here and get trumpet sounds instantly and so as long as I have the brain for it or have an idea in my mind I can make that come to life and that's really what drew me in or made me fall in love with it Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. When you talk about music production, is it, are you mostly talking about creatively using, putting together different, as you talked about, different instruments, binding together, 
or is it working with another artist to help them produce their music? So it's usually just producing on my own, like making an instrumental for whatever genre I feel like, or maybe trying to make a mashup. A lot of times I'll make an instrumental, like I one of my songs that I came out with, or I guess a couple of my songs, I made like rap instrumentals or like hip hop ones that were pretty up-tempo or one kind of hard. And I was like, I have played around with rapping in the past. I'm not that good at it. Maybe I shouldn't find someone else who can do a better job or do this instrumental justice. And it's a lot of reaching out to people saying, hey, I have this instrumental or I have this beat. Do you think you'd want to get on it? And it's, yeah, so it's collaboration in that way that I'll usually start something. And if I don't have the finished instrumental, I have it pretty well along and just go through like notes with someone else. They'll be like, hey, can, I'm working on a song right now with another artist. I don't want to give away too much, but I'm giving, I'm working with someone. And it, it was just a like a little bridge. And he was like, hey, do you think we could change up the notes of the bass in this part? And I was like, sure, yeah. And so we've been going back and forth on like that one bass part, even though everything else has been made and is more or less the same as it was. So it's a lot of collaboration in the sense of all produce, can I find someone to help me write and perform? And at times that even bleeds into production if they have ideas, but yeah. Heroic, and I don't, we certainly don't want to turn this into a an hour of therapy, but often people will have a need to make music and they will either, the guitar will speak to them or the piano will speak to them or in cases drums, right? Why do you think electronic, and I've using that in broad terms, electronic, taking together synthesizers, using that different instrument. Why do you think that spoke to you? I think a couple of things. One, similar to having a creative side, I'm young enough where I've more or less grown up in the internet age. When I was like a little kid, I had an iPad, Growing up from there, I went to iPod Touch and like slowly from there, I went to phone. I, rem I still remember like using my parents' phones and like asking to get games, using the internet for learning educational stuff when I was in elementary school. So I have always loved like electronics or technology in general, especially video games to the point that my family nicknamed, made the joke that my middle name should have been media rather than, so it's, I, I think it's a big part of, I'm always just interested and curious about what technology can do, which is thank, thankfully I'm interested in that, especially now with, I don't know if you saw, but Apple just had their like big annual event where they announced all their new stuff. I was really excited for that. And I've been like texting friends and family about it. So I think that's part of it that like I can use technology or like a computer or a phone, something I have with me every day to make music 
that can be released and lead into a career, hopefully. So I think that was part of it. But the other part of it, um, a little bit going against your not turning this into therapy is especially being introduced to it with 21 Pilots found that music and lyrics can help me. So obviously, if they can help me, they can help others as well. And just using that to not only help, not only making music that can help me. So like already the process of making music helps me, but now the music that I make, I can listen back to on that helps, but it can hopefully help others. So that's a big part of, I think, why I fell in love with it and why I try to do it. Because from the start, it's... I've had the idea of going back to it, 21 Pilots, Billie Eilish, HR, this open, hey, it's okay to have mental health issues message is what I want to like make with fans. So you mentioned going to college. Do you know what you want to do in college? Yeah, I'm going for music production. So it was a conversation at first between a bunch of majors and a bunch of topics. And first of all, throughout all of that, I was still working on music. So maybe that should have been a hint for me. But when I would look at all these schools and it just so happens that I would go on the tours and I'd see like the other wings and I'd be like, okay. And then I'd see the music and I'd be like, okay, now we're talking. This is pretty cool. And then I'd be like studying the school's courses and I'd look at the courses and I'd have like a couple, like one of the things I was interested in was communications. Have there are these communications courses I want, maybe something in sports media, going back to that NBA dream. And then I'd go to music production and I'd have a list double the size in courses that I wanted to take. I was like, okay, I think music production is a thing. Do you know where you want to go to school? Yeah, I know. I've been accepted to a college and know where I'm going, but I don't think I'm ready to put that out on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know. No, it's all good. But I'm going to California. I'll say that. Going back to the home state. That was always a plan. I looked at schools all over, applied to schools all over, got accepted to schools in other states, but the majority of schools that I looked at, applied to, and then wanted to go to were in California. Okay, good. So how did you get into podcasting? Heroic? That's a great question, Jesse. How did most people get into podcasting? There was a little thing called COVID-19 going around, and I was stuck at home. Couldn't really go see my friends. I was at the dinner table with family every day same people and i i'm a big nba fan so at the time the nba was still playing they hadn't shut down yet and i was like i love this sport and i was like talking to my family about it all the time but i think there's just so much nba news and happenings that people can hear about until they show you or tell you that they're not as interested as you are so I said, you know what, let me go and make a podcast about it. Like it's when podcasting was hitting a boom. I had started hearing about it, started seeing them pop up all over. And it was like, I, yeah, I'll get on here. I'll share my thoughts about 
NBA happenings, news, things like that. And so I did that. And I was doing that for a while in the pandemic and then found that my episodes would only be 20 to 30 minutes because there's just so much that one person can go on and on about the NBA. And so from that point, it started turning into I can have conversations that last a while. Let me try to get guests on who can talk basketball, share my thoughts. So I started reaching out to anyone I could get to related to basketball, players, coaches, like even like referees and executives. And I got one, like a couple of yeses, a couple of people who would be willing to come on for money, but I was a teenager and couldn't pay $500 for a guest to come on. Yeah. And possibly out of luck, possibly out of curiosity and possibly out of boredom, I my emails started just getting sent out to it started slowly getting less and less about basketball. It went to basketball to celebrities who had an interest in basketball to people I followed who I'd heard talk about basketball to like, hey, you're a music artist that I like. Please just talk to me. (laughs) I was probably like all of us going a little crazy seeing and talking to the same people every day. So I shifted and said, you know what, maybe it doesn't have to be basketball. I'll just bring guests on and talk to them about whatever it is they do. So I started bringing on mostly music artists, but just like public figures talking about whatever it was they did, how they got there. And yeah, and I started off the podcast because it was about basketball as the nothing but internet podcast. And eventually, when it was no longer about basketball and was more about these people's careers and how they got there, I was going by the heroic name and in school had just been taught about the hero's journey, like story arc, story type. And so I said, I'm go by heroic. I'm learning about how these people got there, their journeys here. And I heard about this thing called the hero's journey. That's the new name of the podcast. So I started rebranding redoing things to make it hero's journey and yeah that's where i am now talking to mostly music artists but anyone any public figure about what they do and how they got there so who's your favorite do you have a favorite nba team or are you just in yes. love with the league big, okay big lakers guy <laughs> okay i'm california yes yeah i follow the league i follow players i watch the games but there's actually a finals game on tonight. But I'm a big Lakers fan. Like from day one, Kobe Bryant really was like my hero for a while. Icon probably still is. And so even to this day, like I really look up to him in terms of worth work ethic. And even to this day, hearing people's stories about like how he would just work harder than anyone or like certain just like trash talking stories where I'd be like come on there's no one that can do it the way he did I'm like I'll go off on a quick tangent and then come please but like I love um, tangents I told you before we hit record yes you did you did so I guess I I should be okay with this yeah but like hearing the story where you know he's on the Olympic team and they traveled to Spain and for the trip he learns spanish so that he can trash talk the players in a language they understand (laughs) that is 
a level of pettiness and trash talk that I don't think I will ever reach. And it's just ridiculous to hear about that as well as just work at it coming way before practice starts working out without a basketball and being in a full sweat. That's a famous story. So like, yeah, just he's insane. And I hope like his work ethic is a lot of what like inspires me or uh, helps me continue to work hard. So I'm going to give you an, a layup in basketball terms, right? I told you I'm from mm. Dallas. So you got any Dirk or Luca stories? I don't think I have any stories. Luca is, he is great though. Just watching him play is insane. And seeing for both of them, seeing the way how they played at a high level in another country for both of them i think for an extended period of time yeah and then coming to the nba yeah it it really broadened the horizons of not only is this game played everywhere but it's played differently and in different styles like seeing luca get into the lane and then slow down to like half speed i'm like what is happening but yeah it works and it's a common tactic over there and he's um, young um, oh yeah, we, he's young we, and he's been great each year that yeah. he's been in the league. So and, he's going to be like a consistent star. And I, we do want him to um, worry a little less with the refs. I think that's energy yeah. that he's wasting. What I've been so, told is that it is hard to find someone in the NBA that has a bad word about Dirk Nowitzki. It just seems like the other players just adored him. Yeah, he was. I mean, he reminds me a lot of a Nikola Jokic or like a Giannis guy and just a happy, friendly, like down to earth guy who yeah. like he'd battle it out on the court and then get off the court and be like, hey, great game. And yeah. it's the kind of thing where like you, it, you really can't hate someone like that. And if you do, people look at you and are like, oh, what's wrong yeah. with you? But, yeah, what's um, wrong with you? That Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Again, quick, like. Uh, side round yeah. and then we'll come back to it i gotta yeah. ask how's the Kyrie experiment working out for you in dallas <laughs> i don't know heroic <laughs> i i just there why like do you want to yeah like why there are rumors wanna... of him like wanting to come to la and i'm like please you know and then the <laughs> latest rumor is right he's he's trying to convince lebron to come to dallas which cannot happen you that's, mathematically that's it just can't happen he just is a nut and it's yeah. also, as our sports talk show hosts here say, the issue is Kyrie and Luca play the exact same position, and yeah. both of them are horrible at defense. So you have two quote unquote superstars that play the exact same position and have both the same weaknesses. So it And even the sample, we didn't get much. When they played together, they didn't do well. The win-loss ratio wasn't high at all. Yeah. And I am a simple man, Heroic. I I don't understand. The Mavericks just seem to despise the lottery, the draft. Oh, no. I'm like, okay, you have a top 10 pick. You tanked your last two games so that you wouldn't lose this draft pick. Draft the best defensive player you can find and just, okay, hey, 
XYZ. We're bringing you on your jobs to defend the rim, defense, to be different, like, whatever please, defense, right? Defense. I don't care if you make three points a game, right? But they're already talking about it. they're going to trade it. And yeah. I feel like they're going to it and it always seems like and Cuban gets a lot of pass here. Like the stuff that Jerry Jones does, if we can kick it to football, right? Jerry yeah. Jones is crucified uh, all the time. And Cuban, because he's such a regular guy and he wears his T-shirt and he screams like a fan, he's made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. And the idea of well, just – go ahead. Yeah, and I, I think that's part of it. But it's also a difference between, like, obviously Mark Cuban has say and, in, like, input in drafting. Yeah. But Jerry Jones is, like – the sort of the voice for the Cowboys. Yes. He takes so much pride in it and see that guy over there. That was, that was my pick. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Whereas Mark Cuban's like, like you said, when I see him at a game, it's like he's there in the, as a fan watching the yeah. game. And it's yeah. really, yeah, it's just a different vibe. I, I hope they do something. The thought is to keep Irving, they're going to have to pay a lot of money. But I also don't know if there's a market out there for him. And yeah. the morning talk show guys I I talk to here are like, go two or three years at the most. Two is what you want to start with. You want to, we'll give you two at X amount of money, right? Which is ridiculous money. Maybe if you have to go three, but signing him for five years for $250 million, oh, it's yeah. just, it's, it just makes no sense. And you just, it, you look and go, and it seems whenever there's a discussion, there's always talking about they can shoot the three or they're really good offensive players. And you go, Luca's going to get points and he's going to get the ball to someone so they can score. It would seem like, and I'm going to switch back to football. There was several years ago, my son and I talked about, I think they should draft nothing but offensive or defensive linemen. If you weigh under 300 pounds, you can't be a Dallas Cowboy for the draft, right? You have to weigh over 300 pounds to re to replenish that. And it, you would think that the Mavericks, and once again, I'm not an expert at all. Okay, all I care about is defense. This is all we care about. If I don't care if you can't shoot a lick, we'll figure that out later. But I just need to get three or four or even two really good defensive players. So I don't know yeah. what they're doing. It, yeah. I do not think Kyrie is going to come to the Lakers. I really hope and really don't think LeBron's going to the Mavericks. I think yeah. that's like a near zero chance. I agree. But I, I think a big thing is, because usually defense comes with this, I think Luka needs to be paired up with, I don't want to say worked, but, yeah. There was hope for a while with him and Porzingis in like a guard center duo. Because right. I think when you look back, more or less, with the exception of Michael Jordan, like you look at all yeah. these dynasties and it's small er guard, yeah. big center. Like you look at Bob Cousy, Bill Russell, Jerry yeah. West, Will Chamberlain, Kobe Shaq. Like there, yeah. there seems to be a formula there of we have someone who can score and, and is on the ball, and a bigger guy who can defend and get points in the paint. And so I wonder if the Mavericks should try and shift and find a yeah. semi-defensive center who can like, yeah. pair up with Luka, and maybe that'll work. I, I also, 
one of the guys, Craig Miller, is he lives here in Dallas, but he's a huge Spurs fan, right? So he's thrilled they've got this number one draft pick, this guy, right? But he did a study, and I don't know if you've heard this or you know this stat, right? But if you're 7'2 or shorter, you actually have a pretty good career, and you're not that injury but once you hit seven three or higher almost all of them have yaming and all these you have this tons of injuries and you like you would think that one inch would matter right seven two or shorter you're good seven three or higher you're bad and that's their only that's his only worry about this guy oh yeah that the spurs are going to get because the big thing for current reference like joel and bead tall guy big guy who's injured a lot and the a lot of the thinking behind it because it's him i think it's knees a lot of the time is like you have 300 plus pounds seven feet of human going up and then like tons of times maybe hundreds of times a game and more importantly coming down and that's really what's banging on the knees and you look at people like him bill walton who are big guys great historic players but they just can't stay healthy because and like most humans aren't built like that. Yeah. So what's the mood there in Los Angeles? Because in a lot of ways, the Laker fans are like Yankee fans, right? Or other fans. Like I to, I remember I had a friend who went to OU and he said, she said, we don't hire coaches at Oklahoma to win division, to win conferences. We do, we hire them to do national championships. The Yankees, expect world series wins and so the lakers a lot of things finals so what was the feel of this year like most years being a lakers fan what a roller coaster starting off the year yes we have this super team let's see what we can do then it going to oh my god what's happening how did this go so wrong (laughs) and then like crisis management of please help how do we get out of this and then we got out of it and we were like okay now we can fight it out for a plan. Let's, oh, sorry. You're good. Sorry about that. That's fight okay. it out for a plan. Let's see how it goes. And then we get to the plan. And we get to the first round. And we get to the second round. And then yeah. it's like going on and on when like people keep counting us out. And we get to the Western Conference Finals. And we're like, here we go. This is Lakers, Laker Nation. This is what we're built for. Finals bound every year. And then we get swept in the East in the Western Conference Finals, and you're like, "Come on, like yeah. one game, we couldn't get one game." Yes, and so exactly. It's, and now it's like a big feeling of getting ready for next year and trying to keep a lot of the player Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, like anyone who played a big role. Obviously, yeah. LeBron and AD, like trying to keep those intact and see what we can get otherwise. So definitely in an optimistic place, considering how well we ended up doing this year. But like back to the Kyrie thing, I heard he was coming here and started listening to like podcasts and talk shows about it. And a big feeling that I heard Skip Bayless come up with, and I really agree with, is Kyrie has said word for word, basketball is not the most important thing in my life right now. Yeah. Great. All credit to him. I believe people should live how they want to live. With that being said, what you said, Lakers are a go for the chip. 
every year. Yeah. Put your head down, work yeah. for it, team. And that's, I don't want to say opposite, but that's not what Kyrie is anymore. I believe right. when he was on the Cavs with LeBron, like he wanted a championship and yeah. they played well together then. But now that he's so open about like having other priorities, that's great. Go take care of them. Take time off from the league if you want. Just don't come to the Lakers and do it because Lakers are one of those teams that are shooting for the stars every single year. A few multiple, it's over 10 years now ago, but like that famous when Tony Romo said after a playoff loss, if this is the worst thing that happens to me, I have a pretty good life. And you know what? He's right. There, yeah. when you think about, and we're going to get, when you see there are school shootings happening and you hear that there are LGBTQ individuals that can't get health care or being attacked, you're right. I get that. But as a sports fan, you don't want to hear that right after a loss, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing. I, and I'm not saying you lie, but I'm saying, some of the best advice I got a long time ago, and I've said this to other people, someone said, how do you balance your work life with your family life? And they said, the problem most people have is when they're at work, they feel guilty they're not at home with their family. And when they're with their family, they feel guilty they're not at work. And they said, what you have to do is when you're at work is your priority and you focus on that and you do everything you can to be successful. And then when you go home, family is your responsibility and you, and and it's, it's easy. That's easy to say, right? There's always going to be bleed throughs, but the mindset of no, I'm home now or the off season, I'm going to worry about all these other things, but come when Dirk used to be really good about that. Yeah. Dirk ate a lot of crap foods. He went camping with him and his things. But then once the season started, nothing but chicken and salad. And he quit drinking beer. And he just all during the season focused on that. And then afterwards, okay, now I can have a beer. Now I can enjoy. And the other thing that the great Tom Landry said years ago that unless you win it all, every team season ends in disappointment. And there's just so much truth in that, right? Like the yeah. Dallas Stars got into the finals, won one game, right? They almost got swept. I think maybe they won two. Last year, the Mavs did make it in the Western Conference Finals. It is just the nature of the beast. Unless you win that championship, your team ends its disappointment. And only one team gets to win a year. Yeah. Only one team gets to win. And they're on top of the world for two to four months. And then the team goes, great, you ready to start from zero and do it again? And the players yes. are, what do you mean? We won. Yeah, and they're like, exactly. yeah, we got to win again. Yeah. <laughs> That was a fun little tangent. I did not oh, know yeah. we were going to talk a little. I Like I said, I started my podcast on basketball. I could talk basketball yeah. all day. Yeah. What did you think of Air? I haven't movie. seen it yet. It's okay. I know. It's on my bucket list. I have okay. like this month, like wrapping up high school has sure. been a lot. So I've been busy. But okay. yes, bit like must do's or like on my to-do list, which I'm hoping to get 
two at least one of them done this weekend. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yay. Air new spider-man those are because i'm also a big marvel guy so those three are like you know what i'm going away somewhere (laughs) for the weekend perfect Uh, time let's get those on watch them get them over with i've done two of the three i need to see spider-man but the same thing it was was it was my birthday weekend like last weekend and that's what we my son came over and my wife and i watched air kind of it and we were just like God, this was good. And of course, my wife loved it because of the 80s soundtrack. She's, I love every song in this movie (laughs) because it's the 80s. All right. You're finishing up school. You're planning for college. Are you going to keep podcasting? I've actually been going on in my mind about making like a more talk to the camera or sit down style YouTube video about this. And I still think I will, but like, my overall thought or message is I really do enjoy doing this, my podcast and like having guests on learning about new music and new artists. Cause a lot of the time I like hear a song of these artists, talk to them, get to know them personally. And by a week later, I'm listening to their music and like a fan of them. So not only does it like, not only do I get a great conversation and I learn about new music, which I love, but I can share a meaningful and great conversation with the world. So it's definitely something I want to continue doing. My big worry or like the big thing I'm thinking through is where, because I'm a kid, I live with my family. So every podcast I've done has been over Zoom when I'm in my bedroom and it's going to college, I'm now sharing a bedroom more or less, not in a dorm, but like a bedroom with another person who maybe doesn't want to hear me have a 45 minute or hour long conversation like once a week or every other week that they only hear one side of for them or, or get caught in the background of. And so a lot of it is, and, and I'm, sure there will be and hopeful there will be so eventually i'll get the podcast back up and going and might just take a bit but like finding out hey going to the school library is there a cubicle or like a quiet room that i could sign up for an hour or rent out for an hour and it it would add a little more time so that way rather than walk upstairs to my desk in my bedroom and record I do have to make it over to the library in the grand scheme of things. That's like, what, five to 10 minute walk. And then I'm there. I think that's going to be the solution I go for. The main thing is just like getting to college, doing all the normal, get my stuff here, getting situated, meeting people, and then going, okay, like on to like bonus things almost or like extracurriculars. Yeah. Okay where can I do this podcast that I like? Is there for music, I'm going for music production. Is there a space that if I want to collaborate with someone at the school, rather than invite them to my dorm room and all of a sudden I have a third person in there, is there another space we can go to? Things like that will just take me a minute to find out about. And and I think your audience will understand that heroic and i also think they will appreciate i know that 
as I'm going to follow you, having a 15 minute, you just talking to the camera going, hey, here's what's going on my freshman year so far. This is it. And this is the plans. I also think with going to with the school and music department, there will probably be places too that kind of course with the journalism and radio and TV departments that there might be a synergy on that you will be able to do. Um, Yeah, I'm sure I'll have to. It's not the school I ended up going to, but one of the schools I looked at, it was more in their communications or like film school. They had for like a row of four voiceover booth so that for like directors making documentaries or if you're making something animated and you need voice work you can go in there and then they brought up and as an addition if you want to do a podcast or something like that you can come in here so yeah i'm sure like there's some room with recording equipment that i could do it in there's almost definitely some like quiet area in the library so there's like a 99% chance the answer is yes, I'm continuing the podcast in college. The big thing is where, when, like uh, when in the, in terms yeah. of like when, from when I get there, like yeah. there will be a clear moment where like I'm coming out with podcasts and then there's maybe like a three or four month gap. And then I do the next episode, like nothing happened. Yeah. And so just letting people know that's hey i did a big life thing where i went to college and i was learning this whole new area and yes eventually i found a spot to do my podcast great news we're back yeah and i think that's what people will want to hear and and i think that's great until you head off to school if someone wants to hear the podcast or reach out to you what's the best way podcast video version is on youtube and spotify audio is on basically anywhere else you get your podcast apple Podcasts, google podcast uh cast box a bunch of other platforms that i can't think of i think it's 10 in total so basically if you listen to a podcast you're going to be able to find mine okay as for my music again spotify youtube works and all other streaming platforms if you want to just see me or get updates on anything, Instagram is probably the place to go. Whenever I upload something to YouTube, Instagram promo and like news about music, Instagram, like anything I do is on Instagram. I recently started a newsletter called Heroic Headlines. So you can sign up for that. And if you want to do it, guess where I have nice. a link for it on my instagram Uh, so yeah instagram at heroic music youtube is just heroic spotify heroic podcast is hero's journey podcast so if you want to listen feel free to tune in wherever you get your podcasts and uh, yeah it's been a great time on this podcast thank you so much for having me. thank you all right before i let you go so you can go watch the finals game Hopefully you're DVRing it and you can catch up with commercials. But I end every podcast with the Mary question. Heroic Jay Armstrong was an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area. area. He's now retired. But when he was teaching, he would give his students the Bruce Springsteen song Thunder Road. 
and they would read the lyrics, they would listen to the song, they would talk about the imagery and the words and the phrases that Bruce used, and then they would ask the question, does Mary get in the car? So we have not, I did, have not asked you any Bruce questions, which I should have you on a whole nother time to talk about that. But your question, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? It's a great question. I did think about it for a while. I, I listened to the song. I, I looked up the lyrics and oh, Spotify has the lyrics on there. So I, I did one just listening, looked at reading the lyrics more for the second time. So the cop-out answer is, we don't know, or I don't know. My honest and, and answer by the is, way, that, that is a legitimate answer. I have had people say, it's a very small percentage, that the you aren't supposed to know. That's yeah, what makes I, the I, song I do genius. have another answer that's okay, not as cop-out, so okay, I want to get to that. Which is, I, oh boy, I'm trying to think of like how to phrase this so that it makes sense. It's a safe word, space, space, you're good. But I don't think, I don't think Mary got in the car because I don't think Mary is Mary and I don't think the car is a car. I think it is, on the one side, it's this love story sort of thing of that big climactic moment in a movie. The main character shows up to the love interest and it opens their heart up and it's please come with me there's rain coming down hair gets in the eyes and the whole rom-com scene that we've seen a million times and in the movies it either goes one way or another the the love interests either swept off their feet and they go with the main character or they give the heartbreaking news that they just can't do it in this case i think he uses that arc or that sort of right up there with rom-com movies or like love movies i think love songs are probably like another big hit like popular thing that's been proven to work so he uses that as a face layer like love song but more than like bruce saying to mary come get in my car and let's go on this journey i think it's also bruce talking to the listener or his fans and saying hey i made this album i don't know how it's gonna do come listen to it and let me know what you think and so yeah i think it's on top of yeah i think it's a sort of two-sided thing of a love song to someone named mary and at the same time like a like not not a desperation but like just an ask to the audience of just come listen to these songs that I made. So have you listened to the album Born to Run? I haven't heard the whole album, but I, okay. I did listen to this song. And um, so if there's any other Bruce hit on there, I might have listened to that one. Yeah. So I would like you to do that. Just okay. I think you'd enjoy. But what is what I find fascinating, and I'm going to take you on your word, is when Bruce was on VH1 Storytellers, that's what he said Thunder Road was. It was the invitation to that journey of the album. Yeah. He says I... Thunder Road starts the album out and to take that journey. And in a lot of ways, Bruce has said that the whole album 
is a journey, a weekend almost of people in that neighborhood, in that place and time. So absolutely okay. great answer. <laughs> I'll listen through the album if that's the case, because I think that's something really cool. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, you see it a ton nowadays. The first, how many times do you listen to an album and the first track is either like, whatever the name is, intro or like yeah. a track that's like name drops the album itself. And yeah. it's like a welcome to the show moment. And so I think a lot of times I go in and when it's not that, it's usually just whatever the most popular single from that album yeah. is. So a lot of times I go in with the mindset of whether it's the artist or the label, they put the song first for a reason. Let me pay attention to it and see how this album starts off. Heroic, this was so much fun. I hope you had a good time. I, I had a great time. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, you mentioned coming back for Bruce. I'd have to, you'd have to give me some time to listen to Bruce yeah, and like, no, no, no. study yeah. up, but I'd love to come back on. Uh, if you want your itch of basketball, we could always do a post-draft episode a little bit and just kind of talk about oh, yeah. how bad the Mavericks screwed up. News, we <laughs> trade for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Let's find old players that are we getting the the. It's like, that, that yeah. good to bad meme of hey fans, we got rid of Kyrie and everyone's yeah, who'd you get? And then they're like Russell Westbrook, and you're like, no, that's the same problem. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, thank you so much, guys. Go listen to Heroic's podcast. Check it out. Check out his music. For now, I want everyone to be kind, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. There we go. Another episode. I'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback. Um, so if you want to skip this, I understand. But I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is available at SetLustingBruce. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, Perfectly Good Podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast with my brother in time, Charles Skaggs. And then finally, How Many Podcasts, the only podcast on the internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them, but if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce.
the theme for Set Lessig Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.